think. Act and prosper. You are now tuned into the Money Level Show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Money Level Show. It is Daryl Dominic, and today we're going to think, act, and prosper. You all haven't heard from me in about a week. However, in the meantime, on my YouTube channel, I do drop videos. I dropped a whiteboard video comparing gold and a dollar and also doing a whiteboard video on if gold is expensive or cheap right now. So be sure to head over to my YouTube channel. Check that out. I'm always dropping content on there. I also drop my episodes on there as well. However, you can definitely listen on whichever platform you use, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts or whatnot. And be sure to share these episodes. I'm really trying to get this knowledge out to the people, uh, the people that need to understand these types of concepts that will ultimately impact them. And so today we're going to talk about taking control of our money. And so what do I mean by that? I do not mean budgeting. I mean, actually having control of our money. Currently, we are in a system where the government controls the dollar so we don't have control of our money. However, in relation to Bitcoin and gold, you have control over that money because it's not based off of a government that has a centralized, a centralized power over that currency. So we usually run and put our money in the banks. Uh, the banks actually loan our money out to other people through mortgages, car loans and credit lines and all of those different types of things. And so the banks actually use our money to loan to other people. So we just see a number in the account, but the bank is actually loaning that money out and they're loaning that money out, but they're only paying us 0.000005%. So when I talked to Mark McCauley, he mentioned that Back in the day, he used to get paid about 6% on his deposits in the bank. Now we get less than 1% on our deposits in the bank. So usually when people loan money or institutions loan money, like when you receive a mortgage or when you receive a loan, that bank that is lending the money gets a interest rate on your money, gets an interest rate on that money that they loaned out. And so they get paid extra for that money being loaned out. And when we put our money in the banks, the banks are using our money to loan to other people, but they aren't really paying us nothing to have our money loaned to other people. So you got to think about that. And just traveling throughout history, you know, we had the banking crisis back in the late 1920s. And that was when the banks were uh, failing. I mean, we had the crash of 1929. The banks were failing. Uh, everybody went to pull their money out of the banks. So many banks collapsed during this time. And so that was when a lot of policies that Teddy Roosevelt implemented, like the banking holidays where banks were able to shut down for days and people weren't able to get their money out of the bank just to keep the bank from falling. And so this how this works is that banks have reserves and whenever people go and take their money out, it it depletes the reserves that they have because they loan out so much of the money that they actually receive from the people. So when there is a crisis and everybody runs to take their money out of banks, the banks don't have enough of that money to actually pay the people because they issue out loans so that they can make more money. They don't have enough reserves to give the people their money. Uh, I think I mentioned in one of my earlier podcasts, a friend of mine who uh, is a uh, his dad is a real estate investor or whatnot, went and tried to get money out during COVID. They limited him to about fifteen hundred that he could take out. That, that is an example of a bank holiday. They didn't close down 
totally to where he couldn't get anything out, but they definitely limited how much he could get out. And so those are called bank holidays because banks cannot afford for everyone to come and get their money out at once. So you have to ask yourself, is that having control of your money when the banks are able to do that? Is that having control of your money? Even though they did establish the FDIC, which the FDIC is insurance on your money, and that insurance has increased to, I believe, about 250000 A lot of people don't know that the FDIC has a designated return ratio, and that DRR is only 1.25%. So if all the banks in the United States were to crash, the FDIC could not insure everybody's deposits. And they can also only get about $30 billion from the Treasury. I believe that's a credit line of $30 billion. Some other places I've seen $100 billion. Um, some of these numbers are, you know, obviously different and have discrepancies. But so if they only have a credit line of $30 billion to $100 billion, they're not going to be able to afford everyone's deposits. I mean, when you look at the M2 money supply, which is how much money is circulating in the economy, I mean, we're close to about 20 trillion and that is circulating in the economy. And that is not necessarily in cash, but dollars in bank accounts, all of those different things. And so we have a lot of cash out there and the FDIC cannot insure all of that money. They only insure up to 250,000. But if every bank were to collapse, they cannot insure everybody. And when they exhaust the credit line that they have with the Treasury, they are able to go to the federal loan banks and the home loan banks of the federal government uh, to borrow money to try to insure people's deposits. And so when you think of that, if the worst thing were to happen, could the FDIC, you know, insure my money and make sure that I have my money? And so the control is actually in the government. The control is in the FDIC. The control is in the banks. You don't control that money. So you have to think, okay, how can I control my money? How can I take control over my money? And don't get me wrong. I'm not suggesting that you take every single thing out of a bank. You know, you need money for expenses and things like that. Some people keep cash. I mean, it's the same. Uh, you're not really earning anything on interest inside the bank. I mean, keeping cash is pretty much the same. Uh, you know, the dollar is devalued. The dollar is losing value and things like that. Just keeping it in the bank may feel safer, you know, than keeping it at home where somebody can come in and rob your house or steal or things like that. However, you're not earning anything on that interest. You're not earning anything on your money. So there's a saying that says, if you don't hold it, you don't own it. And this is an important phrase. And so like this even goes into investments like Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies as well, because a lot of times people invest through Robinhood or Coinbase or Cash App and they they buy their Bitcoin and, and it's all good. But Bitcoin actually operates based off of security keys and wallets. And so those platforms own your keys on your wallet. So when hackers come and they try to hack these these platforms and if they're successful, your Bitcoin could be compromised and it could be stolen. The biggest case, I believe, was 850,000 Bitcoin or something like that. A few years ago, I believe that was what, 2016, 17, something like that. However, your Bitcoin is not safe on these platforms. And so they have something that's called hardware wallets where you can actually establish a security key. Uh, they give you a 24 word phrase that you can remember um, that you can recover your Bitcoin if you ever were to lose the physical hard drive wallet. 
Uh, and they also give you a security code for the wallet itself. So if someone were to hack uh, into a platform or anything like that, in order for them to get your Bitcoin, they would have to have your wallet, your hardware wallet, your hard drive, and they will also have to have your security code. And they will also have to know your 24 word phrase that you come up with. So if you don't hold it, you don't own it. Having your Bitcoin on these platforms is dangerous and it, and it produces a counterparty risk, a counterparty risk that could compromise your positions. The same thing with gold. So with gold, you have gold stocks, which is called like paper gold. So with paper gold, if you don't own enough shares of a particular company or whatnot, then you're not able to go and claim that in physical gold. And a lot of times these companies, you don't even know if they have the actual gold or if they are being legitimate when they say they have the physical gold on hand. Because when you own a share of a company, you own a piece of that company. So with gold stocks, if you don't own enough, you're not going to be able to collect that in physical gold. Uh, Warren Buffett spent 500 million into Barrett Gold, which that's a lot of money. So Warren Buffett, I'm sure, could go and collect that in physical gold if something were to go bad. However, if you own, you know, 100, 200 shares, I highly doubt that you would be able to go and collect that physical gold from that company. So if you don't hold it, you don't own it. So that is why I always recommend holding physical bullion, physical gold, collector's coins or whatever, um, holding that in your own personal possession as well. The main thing is that with Bitcoin and gold, it is decentralized. There's no government control over it. However, with the dollar, there's government control over the dollar. And that government control is printing trillions and trillions of dollars and devaluing the dollar like crazy. I think I mentioned before, from 1776 to 1996, 220 years, we only had $5 trillion in debt. Now we are $27 trillion in debt in the last, what, 24 years? That is a lot of money that is being printed. And the more that you print, the more that you devalue the dollar. The dollar in 1908, $1 was worth $29 worth of goods and services today. Now, what does $1 get you? You know, if you bought the first car in 1908 for $875 and say like you had that $875 in cash and you just passed it down generation to generation to generation and you had the $875 today, you cannot buy a, a brand new car with it. That is called inflation. The inflating of the prices of assets, of goods and services, of uh, services such as healthcare, education, all of those different things. It's way more expensive. The dollar does not take you as far as it could once before. So you have to think about that. The dollar is actually controlled by a centralized government and the dollar is losing so much value because this irresponsible centralized government is printing so much money that it is losing a lot of value. And ultimately, if you save money in the bank, you have a large balance in the bank, you're not going to be able to buy as much as you could the last year if you just save that money for a year. So your money has to be growing and the banks aren't paying you to have your money in there, but they're using your money to loan out to other people. So you have to have your money into something that is going to produce money for you. So that is why I recommend becoming your own central bank, owning some Bitcoin, owning gold and silver, because these things are decentralized and the government has no control over that. 
So having your own hardware wallet where you can control what transactions you make and you reduce the risk of someone hacking a platform and stealing your Bitcoin, you reduce that risk significantly. The same thing with gold, uh, having physical gold because stocks, you never know what's going to happen with the stocks. And a lot of these companies, you don't know if they actually own the gold. And so it's a lot of speculation within gold stocks and things like that. So you want to be sure to have money in your own possession, have control of your own money. So that is the topic for today. I hope that you all enjoyed that. Be sure to follow me on my social medias, Instagram and Twitter at Money Level Show, Facebook at The Money Level Show. Subscribe to my YouTube. Check out all my content. Be sure to share these videos with your friends and fam uh, so that they can be aware of these things as well. So I appreciate you all for tuning in today and y'all have a blessed day.